Welcome to the Power of Being You podcast, where we interview people who are out in the world creating change by being authentically themselves. Come along with us as we discover tips and tools that you can use to shine your brilliance even brighter. I'm Sarah Grandinetti, and I'm excited to explore the power of being you. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Power of Being You podcast. I just want to say a quick thank you to everyone who has been listening and sharing um, and commenting on the podcast. We're really, really grateful for you guys. And if you know of anybody who um, you think is out there in the world being them, will you please send them our way? We would love to talk to them. But today I get to talk to one of my dear friends, my sister from another mister. Her name is Emily Russell. (laughs) Welcome, Emily. Thank you for having me, Sarah. I like that intro. Enough said. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A little bit about Emily um, before we dive in and get to know her a little more today. Um, She has been an Access Consciousness Certified Facilitator since 2015 and has worked as part of the creative team of the company since 2014. Her official title is Worldwide Kitten Herder, which is um, proof that we actually have a lot of fun in Access Consciousness because (laughs) where else do you hear a title like that? Um, and what that means is that she contributes to many of the creations, including working with more than 10,000 facilitators of access consciousness around the world and so much more. So welcome Em. Hi, thank you for having me. (laughs) Um, so Emily and I were talking before the podcast, as we always do, I think I start every, every podcast episode. So I was talking to my friend before the podcast, (laughs) (laughs) um, and what we wanted to explore today is what it looks like to. Um, make choices that you don't actually have all of the ducks in a row um, before you choose. You go with your knowing and what comes up with that and what it looks like to make the the big choices that instill the chaos into your life. Um, So before we go, and will you share with our listeners, they hear the word chaos and they go, why would you choose that? So can you share a little bit about when we refer to chaos and access consciousness, what we're actually talking about? Oh, wow. That's a question to start with. Um, Well, chaos, if you look at how the universe works, um, chaos is the creative element for like this explosion into the unknown. It's not actually an ordered defined thing like a star goes, okay, when I explode, I am then going to create this, this, and this. It's like, here's this wave and all like undefined things get created and things you don't No, you couldn't have figured out how they show up. And I think one of the things I got very excited about when I discovered the tools of access consciousness was like how much fun it is to ask for things to show up in your life. Know and trust that it's going to happen. And the joy is in seeing how the heck that is going to happen. Because when you allow the chaos, like you don't try to control it, you just receive with your walls down, like, I don't know how this is going to show up, but I'm willing to receive anything in any way it looks. That is to me is like the joy of being alive and why we're here to create and like what happens in the universe. So that's like chaos, um, not havoc which is like everything's a mess and destructive and it actually isn't like creative it's more destructive but chaos is like the creative element that all the molecules the universe actually creates from 
I love that you mentioned, it's not that you need to know how something shows up and we are so taught to, you know, check all the boxes, make the plan, see the unforeseen um, problem that might occur and plan for it before you even choose. And so can you talk a little bit too about, um, and maybe it's just a few lines, but like the, the awareness that access contributes as far as, um, it actually never shows up how you think it's going to like ever. Never, ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and one of the things, and this is just so funny we're talking about, because I have been personally looking at this for my own life, um, is like how many of us look to something we desire to create in life. And we've been given like these ideals of what would be awesome, you know? And so in your head somewhere, you have a picture or an idea of what could be like the greatest possible way that would show up. Um which if you look at that and go, okay, that might be what my head is thinking would be the greatest possible outcome. And then destroy and uncreate that with the magical clearing statement, which you guys, if you've listened to the podcast before you've heard, but you can go to the clearingstatement.com. but it's like, okay, everywhere I've defined or decided that's the best possible future from whatever you're looking at, like your job, your relationship, your body, like business, I destroy and uncreate that right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine shorts, boys, povads and beyonds. And then like, how could that turn out far greater than anything you've imagined? And then what shows up is so it's it never just how you think. And it's always greater, always. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> and don't forget to acknowledge that when it shows up totally differently, because <laughs> a lot of us will, um, in access be like, Hey friend, if someone's like having something come up for them, Hey friend, is this what you've been asking for showing up in a totally different way? And a lot of times that will just ease you into the receiving of it, I would say. Um, <clears throat> so <laughs> what I know as you being my friend is that you've made some choices that, um, were probably not comfortable recently. And that led me to like, really want to have a conversation with you about that. Um, so before we go into what those choices have been, um, cause I know there's many of them, but whichever ones you want to talk about, um, <clears throat> can we explore a little bit about how we are so taught to like make the slightly uncomfortable choice, maintaining like the box of comfortable, um, where, where, what can you create inside this box where you don't have to get uncomfortable and what I've been inspired by with you lately is like, okay, I'm just blasting this box even farther and wider open. Um, so what do you know about that entrainment of comfortable? Oh my goodness. Um, (laughs) that it's so insidious. Um, and I think we are trained to, just like you said, try to, get out of the uncomfort that we might have. Like, so something shows up in your life, like a problem. Like one of the, um, things I had was with my business. Like I kept getting this awareness that it wasn't quite working or flowing. Like I was desiring it to, I wasn't having fun with it. Like I usually do. It's like, okay, something needs to change. But I kept looking at these incremental, incremental things. I was willing to like, okay, that gets me out of the discomfort a little bit. It's like trying to fix something rather than being willing to go, I am literally destroying and uncreating this completely to start over. And doing that is very different than what we've been trying to do is like change it enough, fix it enough. Like you think of a relationship is another great example of this. Like I'll just fix it enough to try to make it better rather than going, this isn't working. 
in order for something else to show up, you actually have to be willing to lose that thing as it is now. You have to be willing to lose you, who you are now, so that you can show up greater tomorrow as the you greater than you decided you think you are today. And that applies to like the relationships you have, your business. And I've noticed how uh, difficult that is for me (laughs) to go, okay, but our tendency is to go, but what's that going to look like? Like, I don't want to let go of this thing first, because truly, if it's going to be totally different, like we're talking about and exploring the unknown, you don't know what that's going to be. And you actually have to be willing to let go of this thing first as it is to have something greater show up. And that there's the rub because <laughs> there's a, a leaping point in there. <laughs> I love you said there's the rub. Um, <laughs> should mean that. Maybe that's the name of this, this episode. Um, <clears throat> so when I hear that, what I, um, the, the, the moment I'd love to hear your take on is I see like a, um, a trapeze artist, you know, when they swing from one bar to the next, it's that letting go of the old bar. And then there's that moment in between where you haven't really grabbed onto the next bar. And what we talked about before the podcast is, um, before we started the, the recording was that doubt energy that comes in and it's like, you know, the other bars coming. And if you're in the audience, you know, the other bars coming, right? Like you can see, look at Emily and go, of course, like, if you know anything about the way Emily creates, of course, the other bar is coming, whatever the other bar is, but what tools are you using in those moments between the two choices to let go and then grab on? That's a great analogy. Cause it's so easy for us to look at someone else, just like you watch the trapezars and go, well, there, there's another bar right there. Uh, just go, you got it. But somehow when it's ourselves, it is so easy to like, what is it for you that comes up with that energy of letting go? For me personally, doubt is one that comes up now. Um, I know we talk about different things. Um, one of the tools that's so wonderful, Nora, is these things called distractor implants in access consciousness, because they distract you from your actual knowing, like knowing that that next bar is there. You might not, not have the details, nor do you want to define where exactly where that bar is, what it's going to be, but you know it. And a distractor implant like doubt. So doubt is a distractor implant. It's designed to make you go, oh, but what if it's not there? But I don't know if I'm going to catch it, but I don't know if I'm strong enough to do this. I don't know if I can keep like going, whatever that is in your head. All of that keeps you in a circle so that you don't actually see the gift of you and trust yourself and just know, yeah, I don't know exactly what that's going to look like. But if I leap, there is going to be a new creation that's going to be even greater. So partly is, um, I love, I'm a head tripper. (laughs) So when I, when I notice myself doing that one, I get my bars run. I know we've talked about access bars on the show, but that's a gift to get out of that in your head, whatever your crazy train is. That's what mine often is. Um, and then every, all of the distractor implants, cause doubt is a huge one, blame, shame, guilt. Like I can't choose that. Cause I, I don't deserve it. Or you'd feel guilty from what you'd receive if you kept going like all of those things. Um, so all the distractor implants I'm functioning from here, I destroy and uncreate it right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine shorts, boys, povads and beyonds. And then ask a question. <laughs> um, and I, I think trust has been a really like having leaped enough 
somewhere, I, I mean, I really do know it's got to be greater, which gives me the sort of <laughs> trust and tenacity to go, okay, I'm willing to destroy this. But we all have areas that are easier than others. For me, like in my business, I'm like, okay, I'm willing to start over. Uh, relationship, I'm a little more like, so sure. So it's like, we all have the things where, um, you want to hang on to this. Um, no, but this might be the, this might be the best. Like, what if my business couldn't get greater? What if my body couldn't change? What if my relationship couldn't? So I'm going to hold on to this, but is that working for you? And getting really honest with yourself about if it is, and then choice, choice, choice is what creates that different thing showing up. Totally. And I'm pulling in a question. So often I'll get like a download, a question where I'm like, that doesn't necessarily relate to what we're talking about, but it's usually like a question in in a listener's head. So I'm going to go for it. Like I always do. Um, the, the part about doubt, and then you even mentioned guilt and deserving how much of that is that comfortable box we talked about and like not out creating those around you. Um, like going after the thing that like, oh, if you do that, you are going to be out creating mom and daddy or, you know, whatever that is. And, and, um, I, I recently facilitated a friend about, um, where she's maintaining this comfortable distance from her parents and their money. So if she out creates it, then she won't maybe receive, won't be able to fall back on, let's say the back door of mom and dad being able to save her. So can you talk a little bit about all, like all of that, what does it look like to outcreate yourself, but then also those that you've held in some regard in some way in your life? Wow. Um, first I love how you started that is being willing to outcreate yourself because I think it starts with that personal choice of going, no matter what, um, today I will be greater than yesterday. That's one of my favorite, most simple tools from uh, the money. Isn't the problem you are book. At least that's the first place I ever read that. Um, and it was like that demand and what's contributed to me is actually looking at the people, whether they're family or friends, no matter how long they've been in your world, do they get inspired by you choosing more or do they want to judge it? And does it make them uncomfortable and kind of want to hold you back? That's not wrong. That's what most people are trained to do. Like, no, 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 but I love you. Like you're my best friend or you're my dog. Don't go, don't go out there, you know? Um, and that's where you, you've got to get clear of who would you like to surround yourself by as you're, you know, the people that you interact with and that are they the people that desire you to go when you're choosing more, they go, Oh yeah. I wonder where, I wonder what else, or if you surround yourself with people that really are intimidated or threatened by that or jealous, or just want to kind of keep you back. Cause that's where they're comfortable with you. It makes the choice for you to keep going harder. You're just making it harder for yourself because we, we are aware of people's judgments and what's going on in their head. So if you surround yourself with that, uh, it might be making it a little bit more difficult than it already, <laughs> that it needs to be, but we all have that. Well, I, I just absolutely love the way that you phrased that because we, in the comfortable box where you have all your comfortable people, <laughs> yeah. when you choose outside of the box, it's not just your uncomfortability that you're aware of. And so you think like, oh, this choice is so, so uncomfortable to maintain our wording here. Um, and, and how intense that can be. But the question, who does this belong to is also a great freedom place with this, that 
I don't think I've used in that place. Cause if I get uncomfortable, I've just decided somewhere probably that it's my uncomfortable with the unknown or with exploring the unknown. And how much of that is actually those that won't have the same connection to you if you go and how uncomfortable that will be for them. So I love that you put it that way. So thank you. Yeah. Um, so do you want to, do you want to explore? I mean, we talked about like little guy nugget. Do you want to explore the comfortable choice that that was? Yeah. So nugget, um, was a second puppy. I chose to add to our family. Um, I have ACE who's he's now two. He's the most wonderful creature. And I was like, oh, he travels back and forth with my girls because I'm divorced. So they go spend a day with a week with their dad and one week with him, one week with me and Ace. I don't know if you hear the flying airplane over. Maybe not because the microphone's so good. It's so good. Um, So he goes back and forth. And I started to really like, I so miss that wonderful energy when he wasn't there for the week. And I was like, I would like to add another energy and a puppy to the mix. And I asked questions like, okay. If I choose this puppy, what will my life be like in five years? And it was like lighter and more expansive. Okay. If I don't choose it, what would it be like? And it was tinier. And all of these questions, it really like, um, like, will the puppy contribute to my older dog? Will it contribute to my daughters, to me? All these questions were yeses. So I got a new puppy. Um, and very soon upon getting this sweet little creature, I realized um, my other dog is a unicorn. Not a, not a puppy. He never did any puppy things ever. And this little creature was a wonderful dog because a dog and he is a puppy and doing all the puppy stuff. And it completely shifted the dynamic of our family to, and for me to stress overwhelm crazy. I mean, he was pukey, poor little, he has like tummy problems. It was throwing up and pooping everywhere and like fighting. <laughs> like it was just crazy. Um, and I, I, chose lots of other things to check things out, got a wonderful trainer to work with him and me. And we created a lot of peace, but I actually had to look at, you know what, if I didn't have to, if I made this choice and you didn't have to stick with it to be like a good, you know, a good doggy mama, does this, is this actually creating more for our family right now? Does it work for all of us? Does it work for me? And it was like, actually this doesn't. And would he be better off? Like, you know, with a, just, it doesn't work for me. Basically. You don't have to make yourself wrong. You don't have to justify it with anything. It's not working and it's okay to make another choice. And that was, um, one of the more uncomfortable ones I had to make just cause, Oh my goodness, is he wonderful? It's puppy. Who doesn't, you know? Um, but in that he had, um, I don't know where, like how much you want me to elaborate on which direction, but well, let me, what, what we said before is that, um, you know, you can ask the questions, what will my life be like in five years? You can get the lightness. You can ask the questions about, will it be a contrib- contribution? You can ask all that. You get yes on everything and it never shows up how you think. So you think that you got yes. And so therefore you must stick to it because otherwise your, your original awareness was wrong or you weren't following the energy. So if I stick with this, but what I saw with your story was the contribution it was to make that choice. And it was around the time you were making other choices for your business and how much that facilitated you knowing it was okay to course correct. And what a gift that dog coming in and you following the energy, choosing him, being willing to change your mind contributed to what you were willing to choose with your business. So if we wanted to marry those two together somehow, (laughs) 
That was, thank you for like having the brain connection that, uh, you know, that wasn't right there for me, but yeah, that, what it, what that created was the lightness, sometimes light or like, yes, to a question doesn't show up the way you think it's going to. So if I had concluded now he will be my forever dog and had a vision of what that meant, then all I would do is go into more judgment of me. Like, oh my God, like I'm supposed to, you know, do this and it's not working. And, you know, rather than looking at, wow, no, this actually is creating more for all of us. Cause one of the things, and you're exactly right, that that choice, then it made me even more aware and trust what I know and that I don't have to judge myself for choices. And I can like pivot, like you're saying all the time, is this working right now? No. Okay. What could I change? Like completely change, choose different. It's really, what could I choose different here that, that you haven't been not just trying to fix. Cause I was fixing little situations. And fundamentally it was like, actually this, the whole situation, having this puppy doesn't work. <laughs> so now what could I choose different? And the miracle again, like this is one of those things with the lightness that gets spread. So I take him back to the breeder where I got him. Cause I'm thinking you guys have a lineup of people who want these amazing dogs, right? They're like, yes, we have a rehoming program. Okay. They rehome him. I get a call a few days later, like, Hey, you know, he's with his new family. I don't know who it is. And then about three days after that, I get a call from, you know, when you microchip your dog and they can scan them around the world. And they said, someone found your dog in Chicago. I live in Tennessee. If you guys, so this is, you know, very far away. And I said, Oh, it's probably the new owner. They just haven't registered it there yet. Like, no, no, someone found him. And so whoever he had been rehomed to, um, he had overwhelmed that mom in two days and she left him with no food and water out in this public area. And this wonderful woman who was the manager of the office building waited the whole day to see if anyone came back for him. Nobody did. She took him home and I called her and they gave me the number and I said, can we be his new owner? My fiance and I are getting married in like three weeks and we've been wanting a dog. We just hadn't chosen it yet. And we're so in love with him and we've already bought. And then there was all this other drama in the end there, you know, Nugget now belongs to them. They renamed him Rocco. So he's now Rocco. And they're sending me photos of like updates of him all the time. It's wonderful. And I was like, that creature, it created, that's what he actually required. And I got the awareness of that. It's like every, it contributed, that choice contributed to so many people. And you could have never figured that one out. (laughs) You couldn't have. And I just want to point out that the exact same thing that you said you were doing with your business is like fixing little situations. So getting a trainer, getting, you know, something for his, his tummy, uh, you know, fixing the little situations and then going, okay, what's the big choice that I, that I actually require to make here that, that will create ease for everybody. So, um, with the, it's so interesting when we don't make ourselves wrong, right? Like when we're willing to choose not make ourselves wrong, how much more we can receive that empowers us for like the next big choice. Um, whereas wrongness is this weird detour that we go down and we, you know, um, overthink and head trip about, and instead of going, okay, what's the awareness here? What, what can I receive from this choice and what's the next possibility? So, um, do you want to talk a little bit about the choice you made with your business? Yeah. Well, it's exactly, it's exactly that of changing little things and finally getting. So at the beginning of, uh, October, I chose to like really, truly fire myself and everyone I had in my business and give myself space and not like stopping, but really giving myself in the whole business space and 
firing everybody. And um, I called everyone on my team. You know, I think at, I, at that point I had like, I don't know, eight or nine people on my team gaggle, as you call it. And I called everyone and, and I said, really, this is truly if if when things re, re get recreated, I will be in touch. It's not a personal thing. Same for me. Like I needed to go. Yeah. What, what I'm being with this business isn't working. It's not personal. It's like, okay, something needs to change. And there was so much gratitude. And I actually was able to be more grateful for everything and everyone in the business than I was before. Because when you have quote problems, you're trying to like fix, it's like, oh, why isn't that working? Uh, uh, uh. Like, you know, the dog's doing this, this person's not doing this in the business. And it's all this like blame and judgment rather than, uh, those are all just clues that something needs to fundamentally change. You got to choose something different. So that was a real gift to also not stop myself from making a choice that would be uncomfortable. And I would also, I was also aware of the uncomfort it was going to create in some people's worlds and knowing, okay, I'm, this is still where I know the direction I need to go. So I'm going to choose this and trust that it's it will be greater for everyone involved. When you choose for you, it's greater for everybody. Like in the puppy store, it's just so you just could never figure it out. You got to trust that. Ah, uh, choose for you. And it's greater for everybody. That is one that takes a while for a lot for, to sink in for a lot of us, you know, cause yeah. we're so we're so entrained to look at how every choice is going to affect everybody around you and then choose. And that really does yeah. put you at the bottom of the list. Um, and one of the other things that, uh, we discussed when we were in Mexico that I wanted to kind of explore what your extrapolation of it was. Um, I shared with you, a, a way that I look at different people in the business or different things. And that's the reason season or lifetime. And I love where you took it, took that and extrapolated from it because, what I know is that everything comes in, you know, whether it's a reason, a season or a lifetime, and whether it's a person, a creation, a job or whatever, and to be aware of those things. So, um, can you explore a little bit about how that, um, created for you or what you created? Yeah. You dropped that in my world at the perfect time. Cause I was looking at so much with this and I realized I had looked at most everything in my world as being a lifetime. Like, of course, if you, if you're my business, if you're a friend, you're all lifetime people, right? Like the dog, like now you're going to be my lifetime dog rather than, whoa, wait, some people come in for a certain, like a reason. I also had hired people in my business that at the time I had um, like, okay, this needs to get done. Oh, you match that. And it was really from the energy of their, they were hired for a reason. And then I had decided they were lifetime people. A problem or season where it's really different. So I realized, wow, I'm concluding all sorts of things rather than looking at asking that question. Is this person, is this project in this thing for like being created for a reason, a season, a lifetime? So you gave me the words to to look at, oh, that's okay. Everything and everyone is different. Let's actually, um, when the energy is congruent, things are ease. And what I was noticing in these areas where I was creating difficulty, I knew it wasn't the ease I was used to. So clues like that really helped me look at, okay, what is causing this? Like to like, um, not be congruent, be so difficult. And it was often where the, <laughs> the energies were totally different. Like the puppy, he's not going to be my forever puppy, but boy, did he create an awesome brilliance in a season and contributed a great net, like a reason for all these other people. Amazing. He's not my lifetime puppy, you know, and same with a lot of the people in the business. So, and it was, was wonderful. Well, 
<clears throat> it's funny. Cause you also brought up relationships at the top of the podcast and how the puppy story, you guys, if you're going through any of the relationships, look at the puppy story, <laughs> because <laughs> some people come in, you do relationship with them for three minutes and you've already completed whatever that reason was, you know? And then you're like, no, I've, I, I am going to make this a season, which turns into a lifetime. And 20 years later, you're like, what am I still hanging out with this reason for? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Definitely. And like, <laughs> and don't tell me that because la la la, like maybe <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I've watched a bazillion fairy tale movies. That's not supposed to happen. It's supposed to be for a lifetime, you know? <laughs> yeah. So funny. Oh, goodness gracious. Um, <clears throat> Anyways, um, so um, is there any uh final things that you or anything else popping for you that you'd like to contribute? Well, um, when we were talking before, I loved uh we were just on a call with your brother, Dr. Dane here. And Dr. he had this beautiful quote. I don't know if you wrote it down, but rather than it being the unknown that you're choosing towards, what if it could be ex- like it's a, an exploration? It's not actually unknown what do you know? And like, really how much fun can you have exploring it? He had a beautiful meme, but I think this is like the essence of that energy of it's just an exploration of, if you just keep going and putting one foot in the front of the other and choosing and knowing it's going to get greater, but having no clue how it's going to show up and enjoying that, um, that's where your life can actually expand. It's when we try to control it or figure out the choice that you don't like open up the future to all these possibilities. Like it's not, it's that beauty of exploration of the unknown, which you actually have a knowing will be greater. If you, if you choose to be greater every day. Thank you for that. Yeah. And you said, um, you know, choose something different a number of times in this episode. And, um, what I know is that so many of us are, are waking up every day and making the same exact choices and then expecting a different result. And that is like, the definition of insanity. (laughs) So like you, you know, you wake up, you put on a similar outfit every day, go to the same job, probably even drive the same route every day, drink the same coffee. And you're wondering why nothing's changing. And so, um, you know, from a takeaway from this podcast, really, uh, all all the things that Emily has shared here, um, exploring the unknown and knowing that choosing anything different, like if today, the only thing that you choose is to take a different route to work, see what is out there that you don't actually see on a daily basis. Stop at a different coffee shop, try in a different color of heels, you know, put on a different colored tie, you know, and see what shows up just from a minor little shift in our choices can create a totally different world. You know, imagine where, you know, you've always worn blue to work and today you're going to wear, like, look at Dane, like you wear some sparkly shirt and just see what happens. You know, the (laughs) amount of, the the amount of pull and energy and conversations you'll have over your shirt that you wouldn't have. If you just changed that one thing, um, will create different possibilities in your world. So it doesn't have to be the big, huge choices right now, if you're not there yet, but if you're listening and you know, you'd like something to change, just look what you can choose. That's different. That'll create a different result. So, um, Emily, before we go, I asked everybody on the podcast, I've asked you this before when you've been on the podcast, um, our show is titled the power of being you, if you were to write the show's description, what would you say? What would you say? What would you say? The power of being you is, oh, I should be prepared for this. Cause you've asked me this before. Not that I remember that at all. What would I say? The power of being you is wow. Um, knowing what is uniquely 
true for you and choosing it unabashedly without caring about what anyone else thinks or judges it as and just going, that's true for me. I'm choosing it. And that is, um, yeah, that's the potency and the power of us that, uh, yeah, we can have a whole nother podcast about that, but that I love that. She says she wasn't prepared. You guys, I don't believe her. That was awesome. Thank you so (laughs) much, you guys. And, um, we will see you. Thank you, Emily. And we'll see you all on another episode of the power being you. Thank you, Sarah. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the power of being you podcast. If this conversation has been a contribution to you, please share, subscribe, or leave a review. For more information about being you or to learn more about the amazing tools of access consciousness, you can go to www.accessconsciousness.com. How much fun can you have exploring the power that comes with truly being you?